honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets, and chard. Chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table, a show that is dedicated to the people of our region who produce, prepare, and preserve our regional foods and agriculture. The theme song that you just heard was sung by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine, and this is your hostess, Amy Campbell. On today's show, we've got a bunch of different people talking about beans. First off, we start with Mary Phillips. She's a lady with a lot of sweat equity in the kitchen. She knows all about canning, and she's also kin to the Walker sisters from Little Greenbrier in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Fred Sossman, food writer and food historian from Greenville, Tennessee, talks about his visit with Bill Best. Bill Best is from Berea, Kentucky, and he is an heirloom seed saver and has a wide variety of beans. So Fred Sossman, in his segment of Seasons Eatings, is going to visit with Bill Best. So thank you so much for sitting at our table today. Looks like we're talking about beans, and let's get going. In this interview portion of the show, I went and visited with Mary Alice Phillips. She's a woman that lives in Friendsville, Tennessee, and she has a lot of knowledge about canning and food preservation. She's also kin to the Walker sisters from Little Greenbrier up in the Smoky Mountains. And um, she's just a, a lovely person and I just really am honored to have met her. And she's going to talk with us about her kin and about peanut beans and white half runners and some wisdom about canning. We start out here with walking into the house from the screen door and Lassie was on the television. She was digging out the picture of her grandma from her back bedroom, and I was waiting out front. So let's join Mary right now, along with her granddaughter, Amy Sawyer. I got a picture of my grandma. Oh, I love to see it. Yay! Will be coming in? Right here's some of the Walker sisters. Right here's my grandma. Oh, mercy. And and that's my Aunt Hetty. Hmm. That's, uh, that's her sister's uh, girl. Oh, how neat. And that's the Walker sister, and that's one, and that, and, and that. 
and them over here. And this little boy was one of the, I, I don't know who he was. Hmm. I don't remember him. But he was some of the kin folks that was there. Well, and that this was a, a, their old chimney. This is their, their house, and that was the old chimney, see. That's right. Were they yeah. living there at that time? Yeah, they was living there at that time. Mm -hmm. Well, that's where we was at, eating. <laughs> and then they took pictures of Edwards. What kind of food did they cook? Just like we eat now, potatoes and greens and mm -hmm. beans and stuff like that. Mm, I bet it's good. Yeah, it was. Did they kill their own hogs and all that, too? Yeah, they done everything. Mm -hmm. they, I bet. You know, Mm -hmm. everything. Well, um, I love that picture. Yeah, it's an old picture. You can tell that. My, my mama's mama. That's my grandma. Okay. On mama's side. She, her sister, they was, they was Walkers. Okay. Her mama and uh, John Walker, that's their daddy, was brother and sister. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's what helped us. Isn't that a, a, a route to be proud of? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're all buried up there. Maddox grew up with mom and daddy and mom's all buried. Okay. Yeah, they're all buried up there. Well now, and uh, you moved here to Blount County, what year again? Lord, I don't know what year it was. It was I was about seven years old. Mm -mm. I don't remember what year that was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was not your, at that time you didn't really think that was all you wanted to do, was it? Uh -uh. No, I, I didn't want to live here. I didn't want to leave Blount County. I didn't want to leave up there where the valley. Because that's kind of like heaven on earth. Well, it wasn't know? back then. It was just country. It don't even look like it used to. Now, it's all them cabins are sitting everywhere. Now, it used to be big farms. Mm. Now, there are all them cabinets everywhere, you know. We didn't work. You didn't? <laughs> no. Oh, what did you do all day? We played. <laughs> and and uh, just played around. Just uh, played. Like kids. We're just kids. <laughs> yeah. Like it should be, right? Yeah, yeah. We just had normal childhood. That sounds yeah. nice. That's the only home we know. I mean, you know, yeah. we didn't think nothing about it. Yeah. You know. So you'd go up to the Walker sisters because um, everybody, you know, yeah. now they like, oh boy, that's the yeah. one of the major things. You know, they lived there in a little green bar. Yeah. <laughs> and we'd go there, uh, uh, they, they'd beg us to come over, you know. And we'd just over, I'll go over and take food. Everybody, everybody come and bring food, you know. Mm -hmm. They used to make them, my grandma used to make them big old high stack fruitcakes, you know. Oh, but you know, no. you could put them in a cupboard and save them all week long, and they didn't, they was just as good as you when you put, but you know, now you can't do that, they mold. See, I wonder what the difference is. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah. Those are, would she um, make her own apple butter and all yeah. that? Yeah, make dried apples. Oh. She dried apples. Do you do that too? Do you well, do that? I, I have dried apples, but I ain't in a long time because I've got ulcers. Oh. I, I had a, got an ulcer and that dried food hurts my stomach, so mm -hmm. I can't eat it, so I don't dry my apples. I used to dry apples, though. Mm -mm -mm. My sister, see, my friend still dries apples. Betty, Betty go for it. She lives up at Rocky Branch. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do it. Um, well, you just wash your apples, and you you cut them, and you peel them, and quarter them, and, and thin slices, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you lay them out on a cloth, or, you know, and you put them in the sun. But see, Daddy would put a screen over ours, mm -hmm. you know, a screen wire where the flies couldn't get to it. Mm -hmm. And when they dry, just in no time. Or you could mm -hmm. put them in the back of an old car, you know, yeah. in the in the wind, uh, burnt, because it's hot, see. That's a good idea. And they, 
they dry and see you'd think a handful would make nothing but it doubles when they swell up you know didn't you really think about that well how do you store them after they're dry well uh, mom that daddy i mean back in the valley they just put them in, in a a container mm-hmm. and uh, made them when they wanted to because mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't go bad but now you can people when they dry them they put them in a the freezer oh gotcha now, i've got a friend up her she she when she dries her she puts hers in the freezer at betty go for it go for it yeah wow yeah um so how about uh the signs do you ever yeah you plant? go to the signs is there a better time to do the apples than others according to the signs or dry? you don't do nothing much in the bowels when the signs is in the bowels because mm-hmm. it'll rot i didn't know that and if you make kraut in the uh, in the bowels it will rot mm-hmm. and if you if uh, i know it when we was back home if one of us kids uh was administrating had her period mm-hmm. mama wouldn't let us around nothing because if you did it with anything with acid in it, it would rent it it would rot it my goodness so i learned that from my mom i learned to camp from my mama watching her you know did you yeah Lord, honey, she used to camp see like i told you we was a big family she'd can seven let's see she'd can we she would go get seven bushel of peaches at the market and can them and she'd have over a hundred cans of peaches and she made they made uh, peach cobblers and we eat peaches, you know, and canned peaches and uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she put up blackberries. Mm-hmm. Oh, she put up a lot of blackberries. I bet she did. Yeah, she did. Uh, hey, canned blackberries, you you don't can't uh, you don't sweeten them. You just put them in a kettle. I mean, uh, and she used to do it in a big old dishpan. Well, I have too. But you put it on the uh, in a dishpan and and uh, put some water in it. Mm-hmm. And just cook them berries, and then when they get real boiling hot, you just put them put them in your jar and seal them, and they seal. They say they can't, and then you sugar them when you go to make something. Yeah, boy, and wasn't this year good for blackberries? Yeah, I got a preacher full. <laughs> 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 One Mary picked them up. Oh, y'all are they're tame blackberries though. They don't make good pies. Yeah. Because they got the big old seed in them. Yeah. The little berry is the best. The wild berry, yeah. I didn't yeah, know that. It, yeah. Well, see, them, you've seen them big old blackberries. Well, that's mm-hmm. a big old seed in them. Mm-mm. And uh, the wild blackberries, they've got to see them, but they're little bitty things, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You put up a bunch of beans, didn't you? Yes, 55. <laughs> 55, I can, 55 jars this year. This. With a broke toe. <laughs> Met my sister come and help me. <laughs> Did she really? If she hadn't helped me, I don't know whether I'd ever made it or not. <laughs> Well now, um, so ha- so did you put them in jars or freeze yeah. them? Okay. No, we you put them in the jars and stack them in the box and stack them on top of them. Did you use a pressure cooker? How yeah, you- pressure canner. Oh mercy! But see, used to they didn't have no pressure canners, yeah. and you had to use an old canner. Big thing. Yeah, it's blue and speckly black. Yes. It's as a can as a an old timey canner. Mm-hmm. You still buy. Mm-hmm. And but you'd have to cook them four hours in that canner. You put your jars in the canner, mm-hmm. okay, and you fill them, and then you put water and salt in them, and then you put them in, in seal them up, and then you put them down in this canner, mm-hmm. and and put the water up to here, and boil them four hours, and and that was the old timey way. But now they've got uh, uh, pressure pressure canners, mm-hmm. and it takes uh, 25 minutes when it when that pressure gets up to 15 pounds you hold it on 15 pound pressure 25 minutes and they're done but it takes a 
Uh, it takes a long time for that pressure to get up there. It don't take as long as it does to come down. But you can't just you just got to turn your eye off when it when it, the 25 minutes is up. You turn your eye off and just let it go out of itself. Because okay. if you used to take the lid off or remove that thing, it would suck all the water out of your jars. Ooh. And then you wouldn't have no water in your jars. But it will, it would. So you did yours with uh, the pressure cooker yeah. this time. And so. It'll hold seven jars at a time. Seven. Mm. And, yeah. And you have, you put up 55 jars. I put up 55 jars. So yeah. that's quite a. My sister yeah. come and help me though. She helped me break them. Okay. Yeah, she mm. helped me break them. And ain't no trouble just and she had me put them in the stack them in the jar you know okay. put the water and ice water and salt and put them up well do you she do can't that? hurt she can't hurt too does she really yeah we all can <laughs> it's a, i like canning i told her they're 55 cents at food city why she cans them because i don't like it, it, i do not like a canned green bean you i don't care what you put in it it don't take that can taste away it's it true. just ain't no account it's, it's true. Mm. They don't taste no. good. They're, no, they don't. And, they don't. And you lock them up every which way. You you know, they, they just don't taste like a home canned green bean. They don't. No. I'm with you. They I used don't. to think, why in the world do people want green beans? Well. When, when that's all you know? But boy, yeah. when you taste a home canned good green bean. Yeah. And you just. It's worth eating. It sure is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and we're visiting with Mary Phillips from Franceville, Tennessee. She's talking all about beans. When we return from a short break, we'll get back with Mary, and she's going to explain the difference between the white half runner and the peanut bean. And coming up, we've got Fred Saussman and his visit with Bill Best. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes in part from Magpie's Bakery in downtown North Knoxville, just one block north of Broadway on North Central Street. Magpie's Bakery can accommodate most budgets and styles, from a simple rustic barn dance with pies, cookies, and cupcakes, to a country club affair with a custom creation. With a full selection of ready-made designs, or they can create custom designs for your special event. Images of their ready-made designs and details on custom orders and appointments at magpiescakes.com. Magpies Cakes. All butter, all the time. And let's join back up with Mary Phillips. While I was sitting there with Mary, she went and got out of her pantry a big mason jar with peanut beans that she had canned. And then she also got a big can of white half runners and put them on the table. And she put them side by side. So throughout this snippet of our interview, you'll hear her kind of moving these jars around and talking with us about the difference between these two beans. You know, my favorite uh, can of green beans is uh, peanut beans. Is it? Yeah. What's you, different about peanut beans? These high white runners and then others is peanut beans. Have you ever eat peanut beans? I haven't, but I know people love them. I don't really know why. Do you like them? I, I do. I do. I like them. Yeah. But I didn't know what I was eating. Yeah. What's the difference between white? Well, that's just kind of, that's just kind of bean there. They're a peanut bean. Mm -hmm. They don't grow about that long. But what you just have to break it, strike it and break it once. <laughs> that's why people like them better. Is that right? Yeah. Do let, me, let me show you. Yeah. Beans. Is the taste different? Yeah. Yeah, the difference right here. And there's more bean to it. It mm -hmm. seems like that had more protein. More shelly. 
Yeah, oh shit. It's, it's harder to find peanut beans that people grow, isn't it? They're so hard to fool with, this reason. Uh, yeah, they're tissues to pick. Oh, it's a job to picking. Mm. Picking them things. Mm-mm-mm. And they're called peanut beans. And well, they ain't many people. And when you can find them, they sell for $85 a bushel. Last year, and they was in the paper for $85 a bushel. My sister said she's seen them in the paper that says $85 a bushel. But I ain't never seen a peanut bean I give $85 a bushel for. Mm. So it, did you say picking them is harder? Yeah, picking them is harder. Mm. Yeah. They're, they look hard. good though. Oh, I mean, they are good. And so there's that's a white like runners. See, mm-hmm. see the colors. Mm-hmm. That's a white white runner. And they strings. They're stringy. These are a stringy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You string them, and you still got strings when you cook them. No, I can't do that. You take them and eat them. Uh, uh, let me tell you what to do, no, though. I'm going to tell you. Uh-huh. You take when you, when you get ready to eat them. Mm-hmm. You take the lid off and you hold your hand over the sink and drain that all that water off or you can put it in a cauldron I mean a mm-hmm. you know scotch mm-hmm. and pull that water off and then ranch them mm-hmm. put, if you hold your hand on it you can get it all off and then just put tap water run it over it two times and okay. and, and that washes and then when you put them on put you you got fresh water to cook them in see okay so this is cannon water I don't never eat that yes but uh, you take that water off and then you wash them twice and fill the jar back up. Okay. And then put you some salt and uh, the bacon grease mm-hmm. in them. And because mm. you like put a little more salt because see you're washing all you, the, you, all yeah, the in that mm-hmm. water, see. Mm-hmm. But I don't, they don't taste good with this water. You know? My mama, I learned that from my mama too. There's a lot of shellies in that. Boy, I'm proud of that. I really appreciate yeah. that so you're much. Welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. That's so nice. And that's the peanut thing. <laughs> They don't taste like this. See, these are just taste white runners, mm. and and they're stringy. They're they're, they're they're a stringy bean. I mean, we got all the strings off them. That when you cook them, you still see a string or two because they're stringy. I I broke my foot and I got out of picking them. Got out of hip picking them. <laughs> broke my toes and I got out of hip. I didn't have to pick them. And that, that, that's hard work, but I love to do. I love to can. I I, I that's a. It ain't a, it, to me, that's not work. It's a, well, it, it's something I enjoy doing. Yeah, you know? yeah, I hear you. I like to fill them jars up. <laughs> yes, and doesn't it make you feel proud to look at your pantry mm-hmm. yeah. and to see it full and you yeah. know that you've got that food? Yeah, yes. it does. It's, yeah. it's a, and like I say, you know what you're eating, you know it's clean. Yes. You're not eating dirt or you're not eating something that you ain't supposed to eat. That's right. I just enjoy it. I don't count that as work. I enjoy doing it. That's something I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really enjoy it. And here's Mary on the topic of marriage. And we was married the 25th of September in 1957. And this, this September we've been married 60, 58 years. Fifty-eight years. years. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, people don't stay together no more. I know. They just, this is the poem. Uh, this is no sin. It ain't no poem. It's no sin. When you're, I said, don't you don't want to live in a very tale world. But, but, but all, married life ain't all romance. You know that. I mean, you know, it's give and take. Sometimes you have to take more than you give to. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, I told her, I said, well, when, when they're going with you, it's honey and pie and sugar and cake. 
And I said, then when they get you, it's cornbread or die. <laughs> That's just another saying. That's good. That's real good. Uh, anyway, I, just, I, I, I was pure all my life. <laughs> I like that saying. And you have been listening to an interview with Mary Alice Phillips. She lives in Friendsville, Tennessee, along with her wonderful family, her husband Ernie and her son Jim. And uh, they actually own and run the Phillips garbage service that you've probably seen all over Friendsville. Really nice, good, solid family. And Ernie cuts hay all over the place here in Blount County. And he is a really neat man. And he's the workingest man you've ever seen. So, hope you enjoyed our visit with Mary Phillips and her granddaughter, Amy Sawyer. This is Chef Shelley Cooper of Terra May and Dancing Bear Appalachian Bistro, and you are listening to The Tennessee Farm Table. Here's an event that I'm really trying to spread the word about. It is entitled The Great Smoky Mountain Food Days, an event celebrating the food of the Great Smoky Mountains shaped by the mountains, climate, and people. This event will take place Friday, October 6th and Saturday, October 7th at the University of Tennessee Welcome Center in Knoxville, Tennessee. With a Smoky Mountain inspired dinner, Friday night of soup beans, cornbread and banana pudding, and on Saturday a full day of presentations, panels and discussions on preservation, fermentation, farming and culture, along with keynote speaker and Southern food writer Sherry Castle. This event is the first installment from an endowment of UT grads Peg and Sue, creators of the highly successful Cowgirl Creamery. Details and ticket information at GreatSmokyMountainFoodDays.com and on Instagram, GSMFoodDays. And now, let's hear from our friend, Fred Sossman. He's a food historian and teacher of Appalachian Foodways at East Tennessee State University in Johnson City. We like to call the segment of this show, Seasons Eatings. Kentucky Wonders, Half Runners, Turkey Craws, Greasy Cut Shorts. Just the terms themselves conjure summertime memories. Green beans are among the land's most precious gifts this time of year. If you've ever broken a bean, you'll never forget the snap and then the ping that you hear when you toss it into an enamel pan. Green beans snap and ping are two of summer's most unforgettable sounds. I've heard people talk of breaking beans all my life. My parents broke them, they tell me, the day before I was born. The breaking always brought forth speculation on how weather affected the thickness of the bean strings and talk of long-forgotten varieties, like the Myers family bean of Greene County, Tennessee. Never trust a stringless bean, I was always told. There's a rhythm to the breaking of the beans and a ritual of fan-swept front porches, antique pans, 
scallop-shaped metal chairs, and newspapers in laps. In the 1930s, when my grandmother heard the engine of the produce truck echoing off the pavement of Carson Street in Greenville, Tennessee, she'd grab a pan and head to the house of the buyer to offer her services as volunteer bean breaker. No compensation or trade for labor required. Green beans brought out the best in folks. They still do. My father always said the more green beans you gave away, the better your plants produced. My friend Bill Best, a North Carolinian who now lives in Berea, Kentucky, knows more about green beans than anyone I've ever met. Bill's a seed saver, preserving what we've come to call heirloom varieties. He told me once about a noble bean, probably named for a family, but also, I'd like to think, for its character. This bean once traveled from West Virginia to Oregon. The great-granddaughter of the man who brought the bean to the Northwest sent Bill some seeds that were not germinating. They'd been in a container for about 20 years. Meticulously, Bill Best coaxed six seeds out of 100 to germinate. All of them died but one. From that one plant, he saved 11 seeds. If he's lucky, he says, he's helped bring this bean back from extinction. Green beans are as resilient as the mountain people who cherish them. Archaeologists tell us that green beans have been growing in the Appalachians for at least 1,400 years. These were cut-short varieties, with beans so closely packed that they square off on the ends. Cut-shorts were highly prized by native peoples because of their high protein content. They're still prized today. So are greasy beans. In fact, Bill Davidson, owner of Davidson's Country Store and Farm near Rogersville, Tennessee, calls them the green bean connoisseur's green bean. And they're named not for taste and texture, but rather for their slick, oily-looking appearance. As green beans go, they're finicky. If the temperature reaches 70 degrees at night and stays there for a while, they can abort their blooms. No matter the variety, in the kitchen, green beans adapt well to the speed of the pressure cooker or the slower pace of the Dutch oven, to the opulence of fat back or the prudence of olive oil. They freeze, they can, they pickle. And for those unbroken, they dry and rattle, threaded onto a piece of string as leather breeches, their richness to be reconstituted in water long after the growing season has ended. Those backyard under the maple trees bean-breaking sessions attracted neighbors, grandparents, and cousins, brought together by the immediate promise of green beans and new potatoes right off the stove, as well as the hope of a warm-weather meal and memory come winter. For the Tennessee Farm Table, I'm Fred Saussman. We want to say thank you so much for your great company here today at the Tennessee Farm Table. We hope that you can join us again right back here next week at 9 or online at TennesseeFarmTable.com.
Our theme song was written by myself, Amy Campbell, and beautifully performed by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. More information about Emmy Sunshine at theemmysunshine.com. That's spelled T-H-E-E-M-I sunshine.com. We want to say thank you to WDVX for bringing to you pure community broadcasting, just like this show. They are our media partner, and we couldn't do this without them. More information at WDVX.com. We'd love to invite you to connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at TennesseeFarmTable.com and check out our podcast on your smartphone, tablet, or computer, or on iTunes. Or just search for Tennessee Farm Table. A big list of all of our shows will appear. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.